International. Hot take alert, everybody. Hot take. Go ahead and lay a finger on my butterfinger. That candy sucks. Hot take. Donald Trump. Bad politician. Hilarious rich guy. Hot take. Taco Bell does not give you diarrhea. You just happen to be weak. Hot take. Climate change is real as long as it continues to create jobs in the weather sector. Hot take. Professional wrestling is now as real as reality. Hot take. Fraternities were the original safe spaces, bro. Hot take. My name is Ryan. I was a teen in the 90s. Hot take. I am not a millennial. However, all of my guests are. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Oh, my <sighs> This is the good life. Just relax and let my mind drift. Having Y2K compliant. Slim Jim. Eat my shorts. What's the deal with Aquaman? Could he go on the land or was he just restricted to wood? No stairway. Denied. This is Ryan with the Millennials. All right. Hello. Welcome to the show. Shalom and Asalamualaika. That's how we like to kick things off here. Fantastic guest joining us this week, if I do say so myself. Well, thank you. A rising star on the Austin comedy scene. I guess so, yeah. And who knows <laughs> what awaits beyond Austin. Uh, Danny is with us. Danny, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you, man? I'm doing all right. You having a good day? Yeah, I went down to that uh, to the march today. Yeah, it was yeah. good stuff. Um, did you march? I did. Yeah, that was kind of the only gate you were allowed to have because there were so many people there whether you liked it or not you were gonna march yeah but you stand for the cause too i do yeah i mean it was like i don't know it was cool to see no one was i I didn't see i I wasn't out there but i did i like i wasn't everywhere but i did not see counter protests yeah i didn't see people like going yeah the last time i was out there like uh, you know, out out on the battlefield. You know, really put my lo- life on the line. Um, no, I, I, when the protest c- went by my office, and yeah. me and uh, Ben Cholock went down there. Shout out to Ben Cholock, and just sort of checked it out. Um, there was this one dude just standing in the middle of everyone, like like a conservative guy, and just goes, "The bums lost, Lebowski. Oh. The bums <laughs> lost." It's like that's yeah. you're quoting the villain in that yeah, right like the big lebowski was the bad guy that guy's message is a little you know askew yeah exactly we if we're the dude then that's i'll take that as a compliment you know? I, I feel like all the counter protesters are now just they go on twitter now and they go on facebook yeah and i they, mean they they announce why they don't understand yeah that there's a march happening well right that, i mean that's kind of the biggest counter to the protests, right? I'd say. Yeah, just that, yeah. just that sort of you know snubbing or the you know thumbing the nose at the protesters. Yeah, it's like, and, and you know, part of me is like, well, I don't know directly what this is doing, you know, yeah. but I, I do think that it's important to have you know just like the images you see coming out of like DC and all these places. It's mm-hmm. like it's cool to just see that many people out there for anything, you yeah. Know? And clearly, yeah. everyone's mad at something. Well, I think uh, you know, like on an emotional level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, uh, you're right. I mean, it's so it's so easy for those in power to just, like, ignore when something like this is happening mm-hmm. because it's like, yeah, let them scream, let them march, right. let them do their thing. But I feel, you but know, if I, it prevails, you know, and, and the press just keeps picking it up, it's like, it's kind of hard to... Well, 
and, and also, you know, it's empowering, you know, mm-hmm. for someone, you know, you know, we, we're not sure when this is going to get posted, but just to be clear, we're, we're referring to the Women's March today on, oh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. DC and around yeah. the country uh, in protest of, of, uh, of uh, Fat Trump. Uh, yeah. You know, the th- I don't know when this could get released. Trump um, is still the president. Trump though. is still the president. He's <laughs> right. He's not been impeached yet. Yeah. Uh, but there's this feeling of, of having power stripped from from a lot of women where it's like their their rights are being completely squashed yeah and i think this is a, a very productive way to head out there and find solidarity for sure with others and, yeah know. i mean i think like you know it, it, it's like everyone kind of needs to realize that it's you know the majority of our problems come from just corporate greed and capitalism you know what i mean so it's right. just like it once everyone gets that picture and realizes that there's really not too many rich people that are out to protect us i think yeah it'll which, be which is to say thing. none yeah <laughs> maybe uh musk that's yeah, like yeah. the only guy i mean like and i'm just waiting for something to come out about him well like, yeah like, you know he, i mean like dude's he's like, got like a tarantula farm or something something bizarre but okay yeah i mean <laughs> dudes like that it's it, all those silicon valley types are just like it's about convenience and all that shit and then it's just eventually gonna fuck over i mean like yeah. you know just as an example like the uber mm-hmm. uh you know you know the uber I and do. uh the uber huge well, fan they're trying to you know introduce all the which i guess they haven't i heard this the other day that they're introducing them in pittsburgh now but the driverless cars yeah which it's like pittsburgh's on the come up baby. yeah but it's just like <laughs> so many people like you know depend on them for like money and stuff and they're just gonna kick them to the curb yeah but they're not you know they don't act like an employer, you know? Right. Or do you find yourself to be a very politically charged individual? Yeah, but I don't really know how to channel it. And I guess yeah. that's really everyone's issue, you yeah. know? Right, right, right. Is, well, well, I'm like a big vote with my dollars guy. That's like that's what I do because I feel like that's the only yeah. way it's, that's to hard. hit him where it hurts. It it's is hard, hard, though, just because it's like, you know, I'm wearing New Balance sneakers right now. Yeah. And apparently, <laughs> apparently well, that's bad. Yeah. But also, so is every other shoe company. Right. So it's just like, I, how you do know, you figure that out? I was going to remark on the New Balance sneakers. I was going to ask you to leave. But then <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. all right, we need a guest today. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, aside from like throwing a hammer through the window of a McDonald's, you just don't have to go there. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's one of those deals where I just think there's the certain things are so powerful that even if every you know it's like the people that say like uh um yo no one show up for the test tomorrow that means we're not gonna have it and then like four people do that you know (laughs) right and it's like there's still a test and those four people failed you know so i don't know it'll be interesting to see where it goes but hopefully people just stay angry yeah well and you know a lot of the time these are very sort of complicated issues absolutely you know uh with the chick-fil-a thing in particular that that one always sort of peeks out to me because a lot of people were pissed off, if you remember, when the CEO mm-hmm. was like, fuck gay people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and not, you know, in the good way. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't telling people to go do that. Right. He wasn't endorsing <laughs> homosexual sex. But, uh, you know, the, the thing with the Chick-fil-A issue is that what about all the single moms or people in poverty who work there? And, right. I mean, you know, there's really no, like what i like about that or not like but like when people say like oh don't go there don't or don't go to coachella yeah because they contribute to it's like you couldn't even imagine what some of these ceos are putting their money into you sure. know what i mean just yeah. we're talking about i mean like 
there's maybe like four companies total because they all just feed back to right. those four. Yeah. Right. I mean, like literally with media, it comes down to six or seven. Yeah. Right. So, much. um, and all of them are terrible, mm-hmm. no matter what. It, like all of them have money in something terrible. When they have evil intentions, exactly. Yeah, and um, you know, so it's it's know. a hard fight to to, to 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 you know uh, you know uh, insert yourself into exactly. What's the the lies? There's no no ethical consumption under capitalism, which is technically I think true. that's true. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's the problem with capitalism is that someone's always getting preyed on and someone's always the predator, and exactly. uh, you got to choose a side, bud. And you know what? Where do you stand? It's podcasts like this yeah. that are going to fix that. I think so. <laughs> I think the seven listeners we have are going to fucking avoid contributing to that mess. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, rich people, uh, they get rich for a reason. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's just weird. To me, what strikes me as strange about all this is that we're now finding out about all the crap that they pull. Yeah, it I used mean, to be that we lived in the dark, you know, and we didn't know what they were doing. I exactly. guess it was regulated. But yeah. now we know what the Koch brothers are up to. For sure. And it's just like, uh, yeah, with social media and stuff, there's yeah. just, just more transparency. But, you know, they're, they're finding ways to work around that, too. So, Or they just don't give a fuck. Yeah, and, and that's kind of the biggest one. That's the biggest one. Yeah. It's like they acknowledge that people are pissed off about what they do, but they're like, yeah, we're still going to do it. Yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> we're in power. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you big on the social media? I get probably not as big as I should be. Um, not necessarily. Uh, with oh, I use participating, it. but oh, like for with, sure. Yeah, I am. Yeah, constantly on it. What's yeah. your What's your poison? Uh, well, I lo- I love Twitter just as like uh, entertainment. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like I probably post more on Facebook and maybe check Facebook more, but I think there's like people doing legitimately like good thing, like things on Twitter that like could count as like almost its own medium you know yeah. what i mean like its own art form yeah and i don't know if that's too extreme but like i, I really do nah. think that as as far as just platforms yeah go. no I, I i love when people quote unquote figure it out yeah you know guys like uh you know like drill and like just people all all over the place is that d-r-i-j-l or that? d-r-i-l d-r-i-l like, yeah and it's like a really weird profile picture of like right uh, just distorted some face with yeah sunglasses wint yeah. is like his name that's right yeah. yeah yeah what the fuck's up with that i don't know i don't think anyone even knows who he is it's like the banksy of twitter yeah he's just He's just making funny tweets. He's just doing. He's just. But killing that's the thing. It. If there wasn't a platform like that, you wouldn't have guys. You know. Who, yeah. Whoever that is, you wouldn't have people. Like well, that, that. you know, that's an interesting question because, uh, you know, maybe there would be there were guys like that before he existed. It's oh, just they sure. weren't using Twitter. It's like I think the and the the brevity of all of it, the fact that you have to get it in under 140 characters is yeah. Uh, makes it its own thing well and i was speaking to more the fact that this canvas exists now Mm -hmm. you know like whereas beforehand it's like a guy like drill would most certainly exist just not on twitter yeah yeah. who knows what he'd be doing yeah he'd be making maybe uh, something else setting boats on fire in the boston harbor or something that's that's what you know that was twitter before (laughs) that was that was twitter before twitter (laughs) that was the original twitter uh so so aside from drill anybody else because here's like i'm so out of touch you know i'm following fucking sports center on twitter oh i do that too yeah Yeah, i mean that that's what's great about it is like the fucking you know and just immediacy of the whole thing i i uh yeah some you know there's some comics that are really great at twitter yeah and uh I feel like there's some that are better stand-ups that than you know great at stand-up and then not so good at Twitter and then some yeah. that are vice versa. Sure. You know? And it's uh 
I mean, yeah. there's a lot of shitty stand-ups who are killing it on Twitter. Yeah. Prison company included. This guy right here. I'm horrible at Twitter. I don't. I mean, it's probably my least favorite. Uh, Facebook. I mean, yeah, it's, it surprises me how many people are still sort of. Because I always, I always was under the impression Facebook was like the old person platform. That's whatever. I mean, like, like once your parents are on it, it's yeah. like this. Shit I've got sucks. a younger sister, and she doesn't have any friends. On um, Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Snapchat's the thing now. Snapchat or Instagram. Yeah. Which, you know, all these things are kind of the same I like thing. Instagram. It's yeah, all visual yeah, yeah. and I don't have to listen to people's yeah, fucking rants and weird nervous breakdowns. Exactly. It's yeah. just like, you know, it's just quick, you know, whatever you're looking for. That's you it, know. baby. Yeah. If you're looking for it, we got it. Yeah. So uh, you are a stand-up comedian. Yes. Surprise, surprise, if anybody's listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, every right. single guest is a comedian. All right, cool. Uh, so far, so far. We're going to try and branch out a little we're bit. We're going to branch out a little bit. Sweet. We, we can get some film directors in here, hopefully sometime. Dang. You ever hear of Martin Scorsese? Oh, I've heard of him. Hell of a guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you're a stand-up. You're enjoying it? You having fun with it? Very much so, yeah. Yeah? No, it's awesome. Like, it's just, it's cool to have something you know yeah it's cool to have something <laughs> yeah there's a cat being toted out of this room right now Aww, there he goes bye kitty uh how long have you been doing stand-up uh i guess it's about a year and a half maybe? yeah yeah about two years in in june all right be. yeah still bombing or uh you out there killing it all day uh, every time i as soon as i walk on the stage it's already a kill that's what i heard about you yeah you know it's funny you joke around about that but that's kind of true because the way you enter the stage you're immediately like sometimes raising that's, the roof and like sometimes that is the the best moment of the set yeah uh, so. <laughs> it's all downhill from that <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh yeah no i mean you've got uh you got that stage presence working for you that's i wouldn't even know how cool. to describe you to people yeah. how would you describe okay let's uh, pretend i'm a manager right i got a big yeah. cigar wearing a hawaiian shirt clarkson told me one time that <laughs> i think he was jokingly saying this but the, i've thought about it a lot and it's johnny true. carson Clarkston. Oh, Clarkston. Yeah. Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> yeah. Fallon told me this one time. Right. Um, no, he said that my biggest influence is Jack Black and School of Rock. And okay. I was like, yeah, that probably, that's probably right on. I could see that with, with Clarkston, yeah. <laughs> oh, Clarkston too, yeah. Yeah, but you're saying for you. Well, he was saying that for me. Okay. And I think it was partially a joke, but then like I think about some of the things I do and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. I get yeah, it. yeah. And I big fan of that movie you should get uh you should get him on we should, we're black working on it yeah, yeah. <laughs> jack black is yeah, that's, that's uh, a funny guy a very accessible celebrity to get on podcasts yeah i know you know the jack black thing I, I don't know that i've ever really uh pinned that on you i would say you're more of like a rita rudner i've, I've never really watched rita rudner i'm just being sarcastic but, oh, okay. uh oh she's you're kind of doing your own thing you yeah. know it's weird it's like when like i like rory scovel's probably my favorite Comedian. He's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. And I, I w he's the one guy I worry like, am I am I completely ripping him off? No, right no, now? not not in general, but in terms of like, I'll have moments where I'll like write stuff, and I'm like, that's directly from you know what I'm uh, saying? Yeah, like, are you are you are you borrowing his aesthetic? Is right, what like I get self conscious about that. Yeah, know? I think that's a natural thing, though. I mean, I think a lot of performers are always concerned about, am I sounding like this person? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and then there are others who just don't give a fuck. And, yeah, and then it's pretty clear that they're ripping people off. Yeah, but, exactly. But that's just a very tricky sort of minefield to navigate through. Yeah, you know? and it, you know, it's important to have your influences, and I like. Uh, yeah, I, I saw one thing one time. I think Joe Tuller posted it, and it's yeah. basically like saying that so many name drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was uh, saying you got to just like emulate before you can 
start well, yeah. finding your own voice. So and it's then, not necessarily uh, like copying, but you are naturally going to do what your you know heroes are doing before sure. you find. Well, there's what you're that, good but at. but then there's also like as as your voice and your personality begins to evolve as a performer, you're going to be doing your own thing. Regardless if it's reminiscent of another. True. Um, and sometimes the audience or just people around you notice that better than yourself. Yeah. They've pinned down your like a style that it's like, you know, maybe not even, it could not, it could be it's not what you're going for, but it's yeah. like, as if you're perceived that way, that's what it is, you know? Is, is it a bad thing to be derivative? Not necessarily. As long as you're funny, you yeah. know, you're like yeah, that's what I think. And not a blatant rip. And not a blatant rip off. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty key too. Because I feel like there are people who go up and they're like they're emulating Bill Burr's sort of vocal rhythm. Right, right, right. Like beat for beat. And yeah. It's like, bro, like fucking tune it down a yeah, little bit. Exactly. And come up with your own thing. Uh, There's a little Bill Burr in, in there, maybe. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> Bill, yeah, uh, I'm from New York. I almost said I'm from Boston, which I'm not, but. Yeah. Uh, um, you know the vocal inflections are very uh, similar. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of performers. Uh, you, I forgot who said it, but it's it's that uh, the the great great people, great artists steal and something other like. Oh God, what's the quote? We'll I've sit heard here. That. Yeah, yeah, we'll sit here forever trying to figure it out. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but I think it's true. It's like everybody's lending from their influences, mm-hmm, and then it's sure. like shaping. You know. Yeah, and it, and it's interesting with something like music. Where you see like guys like I don't even know if if this fits with that quote necessarily, but you'll see like Bowie and Kanye very clearly, and Drake too. You can kind of pinpoint like the artists that are like hot or at least like contributing to their stuff. That it's like very clear, like oh, this is when he met the Weekend or Travis yeah. Scott or whatever it is. Sure, and uh, and I I don't think that stuff is necessarily stealing some people yeah. might think that but like yeah assholes yeah <laughs> people who like are are fucking so angry at other people experiencing joy from something yeah but i guess there, i mean there's certainly instances where that where i'm sure drake is completely you know fucked over i mean allegedly i don't know we're not making claims on this podcast but yeah. there's uh gotta we be are inst- making claims <laughs> right. that's what we yeah do. this is a claim yeah. tell it like it is but um <laughs> like you know, there's got to be instances where he fucked over some guy that we've never heard of before. That's I'm like sure. on SoundCloud. You know, it's just kind of the way it goes, I guess. But like, yep. um, Drake is. But there have the been fillet of hip hop. Yeah, <laughs> but there have been a lot of people that he's put on like remixes, or that has, he's done remixes for that have just exploded since then. Yeah. So like Migos, uh, I, I don't think The Weeknd would be nearly as successful mm-hmm. without Drake. Um, a lot of people like that, I feel. Migos, by the way, a very successful hip-hop artist and a delicious breakfast here in Austin, Texas. Absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a win-win right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you big on, on Drake? Is, are you I a love Drake. Drake. Yeah, You're a Drake I, guy? I definitely turned this into hip-hop. But uh, what is, what, Yeah, well, that's cool. I mean, I don't... You know, uh, we've had guests uh, before discuss hip-hop, and, yeah. and my, my stance is that I, I love hip-hop. I mm-hmm. think it's great. Uh, I took like a 10 to 11-year break from it. Because nothing good was coming That's out for tough. a while. Yeah, and uh, well, when what era would you say? Uh, I could I could give you numbers, baby. Ninety nine uh, was when I probably that was like my last hurrah. Yeah, that's kind of when Jay Z was coming 
into form and then DMX was doing his thing. Yeah. And, uh, well, like Biggie and Tupac had died a few years before. Right. And so, you know, there was a severe, I don't want to say lack of talent because that's obviously not true. Yeah. It's just, I feel like there was a lack of access. You know, it hip hop almost kind of became this, this fabulous sort of um, outrageous, spectacular, glamorous lifestyle thing. Yeah. And I feel like it strayed very far from its roots. Uh, yeah. There was no grit anymore. And so I start, I came back around around 2012. Uh, so that's 13 years. Um, and I, the first artist that somebody had recommended to me, I think, was Danny Brown. Yeah. And I started listening to his he's stuff. And I'm gritty. like, I'm like, hey, he's he's great. I yeah. mean, this is good. This Is this what's happening now? Yeah, grit is... That's an interesting way to put it but like i think like uh you know who'd you have coming out at that time you got like eminem dmx jay-z was huge nelly was probably like a couple years away but yeah kanye was starting to come around kanye was coming around in terms of production and then uh he didn't release his first solo until like oh four yeah um but like i missed that entire boat that whole kanye boat i still have opinions i mean i'm not really into what kanye does yeah um i'm a big fan yeah i mean a lot of people are um it's the point of this podcast you know (laughs) let's bridge some gaps here um yeah i was never uh into the music initially i came around to the music but then i just started not liking him as a as a guy yeah no i mean that that makes sense yeah (laughs) especially i don't know like it's it's hard to there is something about like you know separating the art from the artist that i i get that but like when with something is so just transparent the right word like i'm trying to think of rappers i feel like are so blunt in the way that they speak that it's like it's very hard to separate them from you know like their personal lives in in i think that the same way about stand-up comics in a a lot of ways yeah because it's like you're all you're hearing them is just you're just hearing them talk through a mic you know what i mean there's literally nothing else behind it so if they're just a complete jerk off off stage yeah then it's like that's going to reflect how you view their work. True. A director or, you know, like even like a music, like a producer or musician or something like that, um, it, they can, you know, still make some hot riffs or, yeah. you know, good, have good shots and you're not going to even notice what their personality is like. Same, same with a uh, pop singer. Too, yeah. You know? That's an interesting point because... With Kanye, That's why I like rap so much too. It's because just of the bluntness. The, the bluntness, exactly. Yeah. The fact that it's like... You know, there's it's just so there's just so upfront about who they are. There's no walls being built between uh, th- them I mean, and the audience. There certainly can be, but like you know, it, it's the least amount of walls in popular music. I'll yeah. say that. The interesting thing about Kanye that you kind of just mentioned was that I feel like with Kanye, the talent spoke for itself first, and then he became this like obnoxious sort of narcissistic well he took a turn at some point i mean like it's interesting listening to like early interviews with kanye and then like hearing what he's like now and it's just like i don't know yeah i mean some people say that like his mom dying is is what made him like that just seems way too simple yeah that (laughs) usually humbles right it's just but it's just people like looking at headlines and going oh i know exactly what happened to him you know and it's just like you don't but like it's just it's some of those interviews are just insane nowadays you yeah know? <laughs> like, yeah where do you uh where do you hear those interviews breakfast club that okay. kind of stuff uh 
What is that? Like a podcast? That's a, it's a radio show. It's a radio show in New York. Yeah. You know, Power 105. Power 105. Yeah. That's and right. Then, where hip hop lives. Is that where hip hop lives? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that might make sense. Hip hop uh, lives inside of your heart. Exactly. It lives within all of us. It lives. Yeah. It's like Christmas. Yeah. It's you like know, Christmas. if you believe in hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, was some when he was like on Ellen last year and then he did like Kimmel's show that one time he had a yeah. cool interview on uh Seth Meyers I actually really liked that it was like one of the first months that Seth Meyers like that done yeah uh his his late night show but the, it's just he'll hit all it's it's Trump like the yeah. way he talks you know yeah. it makes sense that they're like buddies because it's just like could be why I hate the guy yeah Very, yeah uh, I mean they just kind of talk in the same similar like because Trump will just go, uh, you know, we had uh, we had a lovely dinner last night. There were a lot of people there. Oh, and, this is uh, beautiful. That's a great impression. <laughs> oh, it's whatever. <laughs> no, but like, and he'll like say like, oh, we had about, you know, 750 people. Like, he'll just like yeah. emphasize how good of an event it was. You know what I mean? Yeah, and Kanye yeah. will be like, you know, we made... Uh, so many albums have won like six Grammys. Uh, you remember the Grammys, and like it's just like you know, to constantly remind people yeah. of their how great his accomplishments. Yeah, and that's why it's interesting that Trump even keeps talking about the election. Yeah, right. Why, why is the election? Still, yeah, why, why does the election matter? Yeah, you, why are you still campaigning? Yeah, you fucking won. Yeah, exactly. You dunce. Yes. Trump listens to this, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so weird that that's the comparison we make now, because like. Trump, I mean, this point has been hammered to death. There's no need to go down the rabbit hole one more time. But yeah. it's like, yeah, dude, Trump, you're a fucking celebrity. How did you get it? Like, what is happening? Well, it, it makes sense. I mean, like celebrities, you know, they've got their own brand that they can manage themselves. Yeah. And it's like, that's what we're not. That's what we're voting for now. Right. Have to be held accountable in any way, shape or form. Yeah. And that's we're that's voting exactly for brands. Right. It's, Everyone's that's a brand. It. Everyone's a brand. I mean, Hillary was a brand. Yeah, right? Hillary was a brand. I mean, are you a brand? I guess so. I guess we're all brands. I get. What would okay if we had to settle on your brand right here and right now? What would you say your brand is? Oof, I don't even know what that means. But yeah. there, there is something. Yeah, you know uh, what something it means. I'm selling. Well, you're not a stoner necessarily. I are guess you? not. But like. And I mean, you're not you're not like a party animal either. No. But you're not all but you're also not like one of these sort of like uber intellectual sort of like using big words in every yeah. sentence. You know what? It could act. be a mix of all the things you just said. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Just sort of uh Yeah. I see you a as a, a real millennial. Yeah. Bringing it back to total the podcast. to the podcast. Um you're a very millennial in your millennialism. But if I had to sort of brand you right now, if I may, okay, and then you could do it to me after, uh, if you want, you know, no pressure. Uh, I would say you are a gruffy comes to mind a lot. Gruffy, gruff, yeah. You got a little bit. You got a like like a they got a little rough around the edges, like in a good way. You know, okay. you don't sort of subscribe. You know, you you like to color outside the lines a little bit. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, you know, you're a little, you're a little gruffy, sort of outside the lines, a little bit of left of center, huh? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and, you, and, uh, and uh, you probably, I don't see you as being sort of uh, very good in the kitchen. You're not, not, oh, no. not a big cook. That's, uh, yeah. So you're a sort of gruffy. That's right on the money right there. Gruffy, outside the lines, sort of. Non, uh, non-cooker. <laughs> pot of ramen noodles, <laughs> yeah, sort of. Even that's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> sort of uh 
Uh, are you into sports? Big time. Oh, really? Big time? L- love sports. Well, that was a bit of a shock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I feel like people get that vibe too. Like yeah. The, that I wouldn't be into sports, but no, I, I fucking love sports. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure why I didn't, you know, why I'm surprised by it. It makes I'm sense. I mean, it's like, by it. yeah. to, you know, I, I like, I look like the kind of dude that would just be at a Alt J show and would, yeah. would you know, thumb my nose at alt J is a band yeah yeah i've heard them before i don't know i'm familiar with the music yeah what are they like like deer hoof uh i guess okay may uh, i don't i've heard of deer hoof but i don't know if i know their music yeah i um but you're yeah but uh but i look like the kind of guy that would just go i don't need need yeah people bashing their heads against each other you know sure yeah but that is exactly what i need you like bashing heads I don't, and that's the thing, like, here's how I feel about football, it's my favorite sport, Yeah, I fucking love it, but as soon as it goes away, I'm gonna be like, yeah, that probably should have happened, you know? Meaning, oh, the complete disintegration of the When when everyone realizes, like, humans can't play this sport, and it's, you know, completely barbaric, (laughs) I'm gonna go, yeah, but like, you know. It's never gonna go away. You don't think so? Nope, not at all. I mean, people probably said that about smoking, you know, in terms of, like, big tobaccos like power on the yeah. media and all that a, lo- a that lot more consumerism was involved in in smoking though um yeah. and not and not everybody plays football uh right you know what i mean so like, but, uh, it's not an all-encompassing sort of activity yeah and if you watch a game on your couch on a sunday you're you know you're not sure ad revenue is sort of making money off you yeah but uh, aside from that, that's it. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel... I mean, but he, here's what's interesting, though. The ratings have gone down a lot this year. And I, I think partly people had attributed that a little bit to Colin Kaepernick, yeah. which, which kind of made sense. Sure. I mean, people were just like, I don't watch... I don't watch football for the politics, and yeah. then you know every single one starts off with this big ass American flag. Yeah, like I'm gonna, clearly there's politics at play. Sure, here, you know. Well, whenever the whenever the, the the platform is that huge for somebody to make a statement, yeah, 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 then it's like everything is political. I'm gonna blow your mind a little bit though. Okay. Uh, every election year, the NFL ratings go down slightly, um, and then this year the ratings went down even further because of the Chicago Cubbies on their playoff run. Uh, well, that makes sense, but th- is that so? The the Cubs? Yeah, more people were were tuned into those two things. Oh, oh, for sure. I mean, I think yeah. like probably the Cubs. I don't know how much the Cubs like interfere. Probably interfere with specific weeks. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's probably moments like where like the Sunday night game wasn't yeah. as much because the Cubs was on. But like, well, I just think you know if you're if you're a, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah, uh, yeah. if you're like a, a casual layman NFL fan. Um, yeah, you, you know, or if you're just a casual sports fan, you're you're going to attach yourself more to, to the, the historical to the moments. historical moments yeah. of the Cubs than than the than the explosive production of NFL games, right? Which yeah, yeah, and I mean the the uh, the presidential election that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, especially this one. <laughs> Here's the thing about the NFL: like the only reason why it's even an issue with all these concussions and stuff is because I read an article about this. I forgot who wrote it. Forgive me, but uh, you know, it was basically said there's more people watching the NFL than ever before because the NFL marketed itself yeah. to appeal to like your girlfriend 
and you know your teenage son and your deadbeat brother-in-law in just the most shallow ways possible exactly like, like we got pink jerseys now right and hey we're saving breast cancer so the ladies can wear them finally right the, the nfl <laughs> right yeah. that, was the, that was the vibe of all those commercials yeah, there's your women's march uh, yeah, yeah. but like that you know the nfl you know they as we entered this digital age realized that they have a product and they have to keep it above water so the yeah. only way to do that is to appeal to the masses and ever since the masses got involved is when everybody was just like those people are getting hurt out there right so and i don't say that in a condescending sort of like you know um um uh fuck those people you know yeah. like fuck the people that give a shit i i it's, think i tend to disagree with that i mean yeah. I, I think it's it's probably like as I mean, it's got to be just you know another social media thing in in terms of just there's more information available yeah um in in regards to what the sport is so mm-hmm. it's like um you know we're we're kind of like realizing also we're entering an age where we're seeing the original stars yeah feel the real effects of the sport right so I think like and I think social media has helped that a lot in terms of yeah, making sharing and stories like Tony Dorsett mm-hmm. having CTE. Yeah. You know what I mean? Junior like Seau. the junior say, exactly. Junior say, probably would have been a, a big story no matter what point in time, but it, yeah. it's like, you know, it couldn't just be hidden on the back of the sports page. Right. You know what I mean? This like small little corner. Now when these things happen, they pile, they pile up and we can, look at them all together we sure can, we can look at a wikipedia section yeah of how many players have shot themselves in the chest because they want to like donate their brain yeah to si- i mean like sounds like a wild friday night to me yeah exactly looking up those wikipedia pages <laughs> yeah. who shot themselves <laughs> yeah who shot themselves specifically in this area yeah no but it's like i think is everyone you know whether it be consumers or doctors or whoever it is are just kind of realizing like oh there's some real long-term effects yeah to this sport and we're really seeing them play out right now and like you said like these these stars of yesteryear are now become they're becoming humanized right you know we're not looking we're not looking at them you know on a on a uh, pedestal on a jumbotron yeah as and, invincible creatures and the same thing goes for um is a little different, but you know, the reason that we have, you know, everyone was saying, Oh, 2016 is the worst year. Cause all our yeah. you know, celebrities die. It's like, cause popular culture in its current form didn't really begin until like the fifties and sixties. Sure. Exactly. You know what I mean, so it's like now we're seeing people that we've heard of yeah. die, you know, because or there's like, more of them and there's more of them, but they're actual like, superstars you yeah. know what i mean like it's like before that you'd have like bing crosby who was huge <laughs> yeah. but it's just like he wasn't like the character that bowie was right. he wasn't the personality he wasn't worldwide Prince was exactly yeah. yeah it was a you know very and i'm probably downplaying how big bing crosby was but I like mean, but you look at like even someone like elvis who was probably like the first of his kind in yeah. terms of how big he was as a character yeah and he didn't start until... Is that a fat joke? What? Was oh, no, it wasn't no, a fat right. joke, but it would have worked. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he, I guess he started playing, what, late 40s? Something yeah. like that? Uh, Elvis came around, I believe, uh, 58 or 59, when all the Sun Records stuff started getting released. Right, right, right. And yep. it's like, if, you know, if he hadn't been just a terribly unhealthy human being, yeah. he'd probably... I don't know if he'd be alive today, but he would have been... He probably would have died... 
you know, probably in the nineties or two thousand. I mean, it's tough like to that. say. When Johnny, I mean, Johnny Cash died in like oh three. Frank yeah. Sinatra died in like ninety eight and stuff. So it was like that's kind of where it began anyway. Sure. And then now there were just, as you said, so many more of them. From yeah. Well, I, you know, somebody after um, you know, everybody was like, oh, another celebrity died. Two thousand sixteen sucks. I think yeah. somebody I saw uh, post something on Facebook. Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, where it was like, literally. Uh, there are more celebrities now for us to latch onto, and that's why we feel this connection to them when they die yeah because like when when our parents were younger or even when our grandparents were younger there was like 14 celebrities yep (laughs) like that was it for sure and like they were property too like you know Mm -hmm. the studio system that was in place for movies and stuff yeah you were owned by someone and you were marketed as such but as time went on, you know, every, the actors and actresses and musicians began to become their own person. Yeah, and everyone and then, can have, you know, the, their own favorite celebrities that if you asked like 10 other people, they wouldn't have heard of them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, who, who would have to die for you to really feel crushed? I, I was real bummed when uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman died. That was a tough one. Because yeah. it was like, what that felt like was, it was... Uh, Almost for selfish reasoning, I was like, "Oh, I I won't be able to see more Philip Seymour Hoffman." Sure, but that but that's the that's the connection we have with and these that's, people. That's all it is. You exactly. want more of their art, right? Yeah. And so it's like when Bowie died, I was like, "Yeah, that's sad." But you know, well, that's about right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. I'm just like, okay, but yeah, yeah. All the stuff I'm listening to from Bowie is like the '70s. It's I mean, everyone said stuff. the Black Star was a really good album. But, yeah. You know, the same way I feel the same way about Prince. And, yeah. And like, um, oh, so this is this this question has now taken on a new meaning. So who would have to die like suddenly for you to feel crushed? But by? I think it oh, that, oh, could only yeah. die suddenly. Oh, okay, okay. That's for me going. to really be upset. Yeah, Kanye, you know? if he died today, that'd be terrible. Yeah, yeah. But would you feel like we missed out on so much more, um, or did you get it? I, th- I feel like Kanye's given us enough. He's given us quite a bit, but I still think like I mean, people didn't like Pablo. I don't know. People really liked Pablo, but like. Yeah they um good guy that pablo <laughs> pablo yeah he's a good dude but there were um uh it felt a little polarizing because it was a crazy fucking album yeah i mean like and that's kind of why i liked it so much is because it was just all over the place like yeah. people were like he made his white album it's like no mm-hmm. he just made kind of like an incoherent like, yeah piece of there's music no, there's no such thing as making a white album <laughs> yeah, anymore right right so um, like i think their reasoning was like each song has a different style in the way the white album doesn't like flow yeah like rubber soul or something like that it's yeah. just like hit after hit after hit which is what Pablo base uh, the wall people were making the wall comparisons in that right. sense as well I could see that um, is there someone making stuff now that you're just like I need to see where this is going whether it's a musician or an actor going. or That's a director um hmm I, I'll go back to Roy Scovel yeah. I, I really do think that like I mean I think I read that he's gonna be like in a movie with Will Ferrell later this year yeah and just like it's it's cool to see like guys like him yeah in this age of streaming uh you know there's so many different platforms where like just crazy artists can have like you know their own show you right. know what i mean like roy scovel wouldn't have had yeah like a, like a guy like roy scovel wouldn't have had like a network show no way back when but then you got like you know it's, shows like Atlanta mm-hmm. or something like that. You probably yeah. wouldn't have seen a show like Atlanta 20 years ago. No, definitely you know? not. 
or prestige um, comedies they're calling them now yeah 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 or right. louis i mean i think louis sure. is a great example of that show or that kind of show too it's just like it is it's a really weird fucking show yeah and it's at you know it's on the perfect yeah. uh station for that right yeah this has just turned into an fx commercial that's uh, cool i like what's Atlanta? up with i just Mo- watched baskets great show by the i way. love baskets yeah uh, what's up I with got- millennials is uh brought to you by fx yeah is that the name i like of that it? you rename the podcast what's <laughs> up with millennials <laughs> what's, it, um, what's it called well, it's called Ryan with the Millennials. <laughs> with we the should change the name, but I feel like it not like I'd be a disservice <laughs> to like what the original um, uh, mission statement was. It's become like a bit of a of a you know a, a, I don't want to say a meta joke, but millennial the term millennial has just become the new term hipster to me, and so it's just kind of funny to yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, just so like saturated a, in the culture. It's just or, like, or it feels like hippie. Yeah, you know? it feel like the way people like used to talk about like hippies well it was initially which some I guess sort of what, movement but now it's become like a demographic and it's just annoying because it's brought up in every publication yeah, and I people mean, blame you guys for everything right, well, it's I so mean, silly for me millennials <laughs> is just like it's just you know the current era of people between yeah. the age of 18 and 30 but does it know? ever bother you that people older than you view you as 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 the reason for these things whether for better or worse do I feel like personally offended not personally but i mean like well sure personally or on some level do you feel like what's with all the fucking flack millennials get probably why are there so many fucking articles and studies about this shit well i feel that way because the boomers fucked everything up yeah (laughs) shout out to my parents i love my parents yeah uh, yeah well i'm taking that (laughs) shout out back fuck your parents Uh, (laughs) no but like people my parents age yeah have completely destroyed the world yeah. you know and just like we're seeing it right now and for sure. and, and and it's not everyone it, it is the powerful people within the boomer generation well yeah right it's the the people the boomers with money there's a level of not knowing any better either you know right but i mean like that kind of has fucked us over in a lot of ways yeah yeah well it's and it will always continue to if we don't know any better yeah again um, love my parents yeah and what i like about my parents is that they'll listen uh, they'll uh, put up with me talking about stuff like this you don't I, <laughs> they'll you just don't, they'll listen to you me you don't have to put on airs on this podcast <laughs> if you have issues with the parents we I could talk d- through I them don't at all you get along with them real well really well yeah that's good to hear yeah uh yeah i you know the thing about this podcast is is it's so weird i was just talking about this yesterday with a bunch of millennials okay is that well first of all the the sort of central question that i sought to ask is am, like am i still cool is ryan still cool because <laughs> i'm fucking 37 i'm going on 38 in a few months yeah and it's just like i'm not married i don't have kids yeah and so i'm just living this life where i'm capable of remaining tapped into what's happening yeah but it's a funny thing about as your life goes on uh what begins to grab your attention more and what begins to filter down to you it's like, yeah. you know, Snapchat is a thing. I just deleted it. Yeah. Um, it was a thing that I had heard about. I'm just only using this as an example. It was a thing I had heard about for so long. And the initial uh, description of it to me was, it's how, you know, college kids send dick pics to each other <laughs> yeah. and titty pics. Um, it's so titty clearly... pics, t- baby. Yeah, send nudes. <laughs> it's so totally not that, though, obviously. It's just a way to communicate exactly. with your friends. It's just, it's essentially like, you know picture texts (laughs) pretty much you know and it's it's just an extension of what you're doing on instagram it's just not for everyone right um in a weird way it bonds people closer yeah i mean it's fun it's fun i I, mean i don't think there's any 
utility in it. Like I can look at something like Facebook and, and realize like, oh, this makes like Twitter and Facebook. They have like multiple f- features where I'm just like, this was useful to me. Like, yeah. uh, you know, the fact that you can create an event page and promote stuff through these platforms, that makes sense. But most of the time when I'm using Snapchat, it's just like, goofing off you yeah know I mean? you're never like, you're never informed by anything on faces on, yeah, yeah exactly i'll get my information from twitter and facebook yeah. and that's pretty much it well and that was that was you know the driving reason for me even downloading it and signing on to it was just like i need to see what's happening here yeah. i need to see what it's all about like why are these you know younger people really into this and then right. i did i downloaded it i had my fun with it i liked the filters for a little while and then I was just like, "This is so fucking useless to me." It's not. And I mean, like, it, and that's what makes me wonder: like, am I, would, I am I still cool yeah. because I hate this, or am I like? I mean, obviously, I'm allowed to dislike things. I will say no. I, I'll, I'll say this in terms of uh, like, I do like it when people are at like, let's say they're at a concert or something like that, or they're at just some sort of event. Yeah, and I want to know, you know, kind of, I want to know kind of a rundown of what's going on. I want like the ups and downs. Yeah. And I'm being pretty generous to Snapchat here, but in yeah, terms no, that's of fine. like uh, a, what do you own stock? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in terms of just like, that a, was such a 1955 joke. <laughs> what do you own stock in Pillsbury? Hey, who's paying you? Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good like capture of what's happening over like a 24 hour period. Sure. Right. Which I think it, you know, can be better, displayed than just like a status or something like that yeah yeah yeah. have you ever learned anything from using snapchat uh like just learned a piece of information through snapchat alone i just just this is a very universal broad question okay you ever have you ever found out about something about yourself or other people or the world just by Uh, using snapchat no i don't know yeah then this is why I deleted it. Yeah, no, it's not. You know, twi- I hate Twitter. I hate posting on Twitter, but yeah. I love... I love reading. I love reading Twitter. Yeah, I like reading a lot more. Yeah, I mean, because you find crazy shit. I think even one time you brought up to me how I had retweeted a Randy Quaid tweet. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it was just the most ridiculous thing. It was yeah. just like, uh, mommy, the government's coming to fuck me in the butthole. And <laughs> yeah, it's like, why is Randy Quaid tweeting this? <laughs> yeah. Retweet, that's funny. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, then, and then sometimes people got to like say you know retweets not endorsements which, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i mean like with twitter it's like i'm i'm gleaning something from i didn't it. assume you were endorsing randy quaid i'm endorsing randy quaid right now fucking mommy is up the, i have no idea what he was saying <laughs> yeah he was just he was having his one of his uh free no, no it was he was tweeting at brian cranston wasn't he oh that's what it was yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he was saying mommy <laughs> don't touch me there to brian cranston right. <laughs> it's like, what yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious yeah it's hilarious randy for, quaid's like a shakespearean trained actor he's like uh <laughs> who, yeah he's so mentally ill too and yeah, we're just fucking sitting so here bl- laughing but i mean but he's made his money uncle eddie good stuff iconic character yeah uncle eddie in the lexicon of christmas movies uncle eddie is right up there yeah. with the grinch and uh uh rudolph big fan of uh buddy the elf as well shout out to john Don't, favreau yeah <laughs> i believe it's favreau yeah <laughs> What's your background, by the way? What's my background? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm from Plano, Dutch? Texas. Yeah. And uh, my family originally came here from Plano, Texas. No, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> they traversed the land. That's lens. where they just <laughs> popped up. No, I guess uh, maybe a little Dutch, Irish, just something wasky. A little European mix. <laughs> Irish, definitely, just because, yeah, like most of my family's Catholic. So. Yeah. 
or on my mom's side. So that's kind of what I became. You get, do you get asked a lot what your background is? Yeah, but I, you know, I, I guess do white people not white people don't care about that right i mean I, 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 you know i don't know i don't know I, you know what i take that completely back because yeah. a lot of white people yeah, care most, about they that most shit. certainly do they don't care about your background yeah no no they, they don't care, care about, about me they most certainly but, care about backgrounds yeah but like i guess if you're yeah if you have like irish heritage then it's not, you know you can't stop talking about it sure if if, if that's most of your heritage yeah right but for me because like like my grandma was Australian. Yeah. Uh, my dad's dad was Jewish. And what? I th- yeah. You got a little Jew in you? Yeah. Look at that. Quarter Jew. Holy yeah. shit. And uh, you feel it? You feel Jewish sometimes? Oh yeah, big time. You know it's a feeling, right? <laughs> it's a feeling. It's yeah. Like, uh, it's a yeah. physical sensation. It's a lot of, a lot of dread. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of yeah. It's the physical sensation. It's the yearning for a knish. Yeah. You know what knishes are? Uh, is it's something Yiddish. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? It's like a potato thing. Oh, okay. I come out to Texas from New York and I realize like I'm a fucking alien out here. People don't even know what I'm talking about half the well, time. You know what's crazy though? Like I, cause I um, grew up with like, and you know, a lot of my friends still are Jewish, like in yeah. Dallas. Cause there's like a lot of, a lot like, of Jews, up a there. lot of Jews in Dallas. Yeah. And I went to like a fuckload of bar mitzvahs in middle school. Oh, hell yeah. And I get here and then like my friends from like Houston and like other parts of the state, no, no Jews. No Jews. No Jews. Well, I, I'm, I don't, I mean. There are certain parts of Houston. I guess like sure. the, like kind of like richy, rich parts of Houston. Yeah. That like I, I know some people from, uh, but like. Well, you stick around. Austin's changing, baby. Austin's changing. All the Jews are going to start coming in. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're making our reservations You're now. making, yeah. They send me out. I'm a decoy. Okay. See, I'm like a friendly one. You're on a recon mission. I'm on a recon. They send me out. I sort of collect data. Hell yeah. Send it back. And then uh, we all get priced out. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just going to go down this way. Damn. Well, it was fun it was, while it lasted. It was fun while it lasted. I'll see you in Oklahoma City. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's begin to wrap this up. Okay. You um, Now, look. Uh, usually I ask questions like this at the top of the podcast. But mm-hmm. we just kind of hit the ground running. And yeah. I was okay with that. Uh, but let me ask you this. The show Friends, all right? Yeah. Huge with younger people for some reason. Probably for nostalgia, if I had to guess. Yeah. People are really, you know, they romanticize the 90s and they do it in a way that is manifested through Friends for some fucking reason. Yeah. But uh, people don't understand. Well, I guess my question is, first of all, what's your opinion about that show? It's, I mean, it's always going to be compared to Seinfeld just because they were two like the most popular yeah. sitcoms on NBC in the 90s right so like I guess maybe that's an unfair comparison but that's constantly what I like you know I look at those two together and I just love Seinfeld yeah so much fucking more of, and then yeah, of like course. I think um Friends is okay it's not yeah it's, it's not the greatest show I, you know I, try, I, I, I listen to people or I, I see people praise this fucking show. Yeah. And it is the most watered-down, pandering humor. Yeah. And and people don't understand that Friends truly was the Big Bang Theory when it was on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like in high school, college, when Seinfeld and Friends were, were having their runs. And um, it's weird. They weren't compared back then. It was so very obvious, yeah. You know that each show was its own thing, mm-hmm. but it was also so very obvious, like who was into each show. Mm-hmm. And Friends had this sort of this, you know, it amassed this, you know, ginormous popularity, yeah, because 
it was just one of the, it didn't challenge anything. Right. It, it was just, it was literally like, you know, one of those sort of monkey on a typewriter shows, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just fascinated by its popularity now and why so many people are into it. Yeah. I mean, not too many of my friends are into it. No, all right. Well, you're good. You keep hanging out with that crowd. Yeah, yeah, what are yeah. your friends into? Like we're, adult we're, swim and stuff, look, right? We're a Seinfeld crowd. Seinfeld crowd. Well, yeah, but no, adult swim for sure. Um, I guess, well, I'm trying to think. What's on Adult Swim that I really, I mean, I really like Eric Andre. Yeah. Um, you want to text him? I have his number. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, big fan. We met briefly at a show at Red 7. That did was you? cool. Because he, he did the show live. And oh, he, yeah. Like, toured around and he, and he went and uh, it was awesome. It was such a cool thing. And then he like... Um, just shook hands and like talked with everyone. He's a good dude. And stuff. He was awesome. He's a really it, good dude. It was such a cool moment to like see someone do like that well, and everyone was like, "Yeah." And then he was just like, "Yeah, cool about it." Yeah. When when he was uh, sort of putting together, or or when the seeds for the format of his current show were being planted, yeah, he would do that live. Yeah, and he was around New York, and he was doing this live, and it was the most bizarre fucking thing. Yeah, because it was it wasn't meta like it is now it wasn't organized so like i remember he did there was this place called did he do it with hannibal no hannibal was not around so 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 here's a quick uh story for like his birthday one year there was this place in williamsburg and i don't recall if it was death by audio which was it became a very sort of popular venue or if it was just this sort of abandoned building that he somehow was able to rent or gain access to for a night and he puts this show together. He invites stand-ups to come and perform. Yeah. But really what it was 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 him about to just fucking wreck shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're all in this place. It's crowded. It's fucking July. It's so goddamn hot. And we're all just sort of crowded in there. There's no stage. So we're all wondering, like, what the fuck is this guy going to do? Because mm-hmm. he did have a reputation for being disruptive in a good way, how in an artistic people, way. How many people were there? I would say close to 100 to 150. Oh, damn. Yeah. I mean, we were packed in there. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, all the fucking lights go out. And we were just like, oh, shit. And er- like all this like fucking crazy like Sun Ra, Fela Kuti jazz starts playing. It's, all, it's fucking blaring. It's loud. And Eric, I think strobe lights start fucking blinking on and yeah. off. And then all of a sudden, Eric just plows through everyone. <laughs> yeah. And we all just like put up. Yeah, just fucking. He yeah, didn't he even, did that in Austin. Too. He didn't even awesome. get just all through us. I'm sure some people got hurt. And then all of a sudden, a circle formed. Lights came up. And he somehow found two open gallons of whole milk. And just started flailing them around. So now the place is covered in fucking milk and puddles and it's July. So it's like starting to stink. And the music is not stopping, by the way. It's going the entire time. Uh, Then he finds a fucking acoustic guitar and starts like smashing it. Yeah. Finds a chair, runs into it, starts like doing like Janet Jackson moves with it. And like I know he must have broken a fucking elbow that night or something. And then that's when the that's when the clothes started coming off of him. And by when when all was said and done, this is like a good 30 to 40 minutes of just Eric Andre carnage. And it's starting to stink. And he's fucking nude and he's fucking bruised and battered up and out of breath. That's when he fucking finds a microphone. I don't know where all this stuff was coming from, by the way. He must have planned it in advance. Like, he knew where everything was. He fucking takes a microphone and he goes, 
All right, everybody, give it up for your first comedian. <laughs> and That's so welcome. <laughs> I, he brings this guy, Kyle Bostic, who actually played Reese Witherspoon yeah, on his show. Yeah, he brings yeah. him to the stage, and this poor guy has to do, like, stand-up now. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, the, yeah, the, the tone in the room was just fucking like, what what just happened? <laughs> yeah. Like, what did we just fucking witness? Um, and that's probably my best Eric yeah, Andre I follow, story. I, I follow Kyle uh, Bostic on Twitter just because yeah. I... I that Reese Witherspoon sketch is the funniest fucking thing. It's really funny. <laughs> it was either him or this other comedian, Neil Charles. I can't remember, but just the fact that a comedian had to like go up and even attempt to do jokes yeah, yeah, yeah. at that point That's, was very that funny. hilarious. It was a good time. Uh, <laughs> Danny, you, uh, again, we don't know when this will be posted, but you are going to be opening for Nikki Glazer at Cap City. Yeah, That's well, I guess hosting. Yeah, hosting oh, you're hosting? Nikki All right. Glazer, yeah. Either way, it's going to be a great time, so yeah, we wish you luck awesome. with that. Yeah. Uh, you also run a show out here in Austin called Chortle Portal every mm-hmm. Saturday, or right, Saturday? Every Saturday at uh, 7. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So whether you're in or out of Austin, make sure you go to that. Exactly. Get on a plane and come to Austin and visit that show. And great segue here because you also have a podcast called Gross Lonely Boys. Gross Lonely Boys. With previous guest Andrew Clarkston Clarkston. and hopefully upcoming guest Enzo, correct? Yeah. And uh, that podcast is a part of the podcast network that this show is also on, Mm -hmm. and that is Body Tape International. Uh, if you enjoyed this show, I uh, encourage you to go and check out Gross Lonely Boys and all the other fine programming that Body Tape International produces on uh, bodytapeintl.com. Absolutely. You could also search for it on iTunes. You'll find all the programs there. And if you, uh, again, if you enjoy the show, drop us a line at ryanhasapodcast at gmail.com. And uh, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you very much for coming in. For sure. Hey, look, if I'm... If, um if I'm anything, I'm a company man. Yeah. Right? So that's we, for Body Tape International. Look, baby. I was contractually obliged to have you on the show. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm glad you had a good time. For sure. And uh, I had a good time, too. You're yeah. a good dude, man. I really like talking to you. I appreciate it. I'm glad we had a chance to really sort of get into it today. Absolutely. It was fun. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it for us. We will see you next week. Peace. Honestly, fajitas aren't always my go-to. If we're at like a Tex-Mex place, I'm going enchiladas all day. Yeah. Cheese enchiladas with some chili con carne on that. Mm. I'm coming around to the enchilada. I was going all crispy taco for a long while, (laughs) but now I'm getting adventurous. Crispy taco. Love them. Crunchy tacos. Snooze fest. (laughs) I'm a man of simple pleasures. What could I say? Yeah, I'm like... I don't know. I, I've always got to go soft shell, I think. Yeah. I like a little crunch. That works. Yeah. Yeah. It's been proven to relieve stress. Crunch. Has it really? Mm-hmm. When you're like super stressed out at work or whatever. You're just like eating potato chips. And exactly. That. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I buy that. I, I know like gum helps you focus. Yeah. The fuck? I can see that. How is that a thing? Because your mind is centralizing on one thing, and then you're aligning everything else. Ooh. That's just a theory. I'm no doctor, but okay. <laughs> this is good. This would this would be perfect to discuss on the podcast, but yeah, we may not be able to recreate this magic. Where are we going? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, we're already going. International.